Crowbot contains language and themes which may not be suitable for anyone, but what is suitable for everyone is the great stuff from our friends over there at The Famous. Go check out thefamousheadwear.co.uk for some awesome, awesome Rangers gear. And of course, if you scroll down into the show notes, you hit that buy me a coffee link, support the Crowpod. We're giving away stuff from them every single month. Uh, easy to do. Help us out with the show and maybe win some really good stuff. So like I said, go check out thefamousheadwear.co.uk. I couldn't see either the the sound clips or even my own like I had no confirmation that anything I was saying was recording. I was gonna end up with an hour and twenty minutes of just David Edgar sitting quietly. <laughs> Another episode of the Crow Pod, and joining me this week, Shane, is of course David Edgar. Hi, David. Hello, Shane. Uh, nice to to have returned to these shows. Last week I was off gallivanting in that there Europe. Um, oh, we, we, we still talked. We, we did, we did. Um, yeah. But uh, this week I'm, I'm safely ensconced. I've actually started my winter hibernation now, where literally the only place I'm going to be other than here is Ibrox. That's me for the next six. That, that's me till March, basically. Well, and uh, folks, I, I'm, I'm sad to say Todd Van Allen missed training yesterday. So, uh, of course, we, we've had to draft in. Peter Hewitt is back. For which I can only apologize on Paul's behalf. <laughs> there we Hello, go. everybody. He's, it, he's warmed up. He's ready. The Alan McGregor of, uh, of the cool pod. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Coming in, an old guy who reminds us of past glories, who's arriving uh, onto the scene because a new guy is too lazy to turn up. Yeah, more more Skype than Zencast, I think. Yeah, well, this is see see that this is how we do it now. This whole yeah. uh, people will be listening to you going for the first time after all the shows you've done over the years. Going, fuck, he's Northern Irish. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Advancements in technology over the past. I, I still fuck. I was starting to get some stuff together. Um, you know, like there's a new badge for the show, although it looks pretty much exactly like the old badge. It just recognizes the fact that it's been here since 2012, which is um, I can't believe I've been doing this for 10 years now. <laughs> but you did take a, you did take a break. I, I, I had a break. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Took a break. But yeah. still, I mean, what we we've been back for going on well, it'll be three years. Two and a half. After, yeah. Yeah. Easy two and a yeah. half. Um, so and yeah, me and having... Peter did it for a few years then, and we yeah. did it in the middle for a little while. So yeah. what Remember we shall when... refer to as the dark ages. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we hit a hundred of these, and we all went, "Oh, we've done a hundred of these." Um, I, I was I, I've done well more than a hundred just since like I did the the breakaway ProPod Republic on uh, on Anchor, there. Hmm. <laughs> and that's just that's only what that, I mean that hasn't even been a year, has it? No. I, I think now. So, so basically, uh. what we're saying is we wait to get started today, folks. If you're not enjoying this opening. Uh, the opening set then there's plenty of other stuff to go and listen this is like <laughs> when you go and see a band right and you're all hyped up for it 
and you know you wait through it and there's a support act and it's probably some fucking menstrual Icelandic woman with an acoustic guitar that they've brought on tour because she's like critically acclaimed and cheap but you just want to see them come on and rock out right and they arrive on stage and they start with a fucking ballad and you're like oh, you know <laughs> Hey, like, no, lads, no, no. Hey, I, 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 I did see that the big news over the past week over there uh, for, for you guys, of course, is that that one guy is suing because he got fired from being the menstruation official or whatever the hell he it was. Right? Is, that, that's, yes. that's the biggest news story you guys have had since... So well, we there was show. one slightly bigger one that we'll come to, but there was... Um, yeah, th- this this story, uh, I actually, and so do you, she know one of the reporters who was covering yeah, it, yeah. and she was actually quite personally offended by this, as I think a lot of females quite <laughs> understandably well, right, by this. So she sort of dug into it, and it turns out that that college actually had three people working on this project beforehand for a couple yeah. of years, none of whom were hired for the job. But this chap who the hiring manager at the, the college has hired three times for different jobs was uh, was hired ahead of them, despite the fact that they all clearly, well, A, were women, and B, had experience doing it, actually, yeah, in the but, job. But, but he had a red polo shirt, David. I he, mean, come on. And he's a personal trainer, and he's very well built. Now, yes. I don't, right, I don't want to say what I think happened here. <laughs> but if if you were to say that maybe somebody was shagging somebody and somebody keeps getting a job for somebody that's shagging somebody, then I don't necessarily know that I would argue against it if you were to say that. <laughs> if you were to put that to me, yes. If you were to put that to me. Uh, I, far be it for me to say something along those lines. That 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 would never happen. But no, if you were to put it to me that that was what was happening... Then yes, I would absolutely agree with that. <laughs> I mean, you can just <laughs> what did they think was going to happen? And then, of course, they come out with a belt and say, "Well, we weren't expecting all this publicity." You sent out publicity photos. <laughs> you sent a fucking press release. And, and was the press release not of the guy in red polo shirt and forearms the size of a tree yes. trunk? It's like, yeah, yeah. come on. He, he, looked, he looked like PC principal. Yeah, from, uh, from South Park, <laughs> and, and he's and and they also said, well, he doesn't actually have any uh, any direct consultation with people who might use the service, i.e., women. Uh, well, why did you send out a publicity photograph of him talking to a fourteen-year-old girl women. and and her mum? Because it sort of did. That was a misleading impression. And look, like, there's nothing wrong with getting your buddy certain type of buddy, uh, <laughs> getting your buddy a job. We've all seen it. But there are times where you have to realise that it's probably good. Like, for example, had Ross Wilson got in his pal Jim as Rangers manager, people might have went, I'm not sure your mate Jim's qualified. Go, I ran a fish and chip shop. Um, <laughs> I, you sure though, Ross? You know, sometimes you've got to just play it a wee bit brighter. I would have thought, but yeah, so he's soon on the grounds of sex discrimination, which you'll probably <laughs> win, knowing knowing the UK. But well, well, I saw being a Ranger supporter, you can't sue over for wrongful uh, dismissal. I saw, I saw that one came through this week. Yeah, but, he, um, that guy yeah. argued that football was as important as religion, and I, you know, I mean, let's be honest. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, I mean, one, one actually exists, and the other one's, uh, you know, little fairy stories. Yeah, so, but uh, we haven't. Yeah. You're right. We haven't played much football uh, this season. <laughs> uh, apparently, we, we we are we can, but uh, we just haven't seen it yet. It's, at the moment, actually, supporting Rangers is a little bit like your belief. It, it, it is a faith based thing that um, we're told there are books from long ago that suggest that we used to be able to. <laughs> knock it about and play some good stuff. So you, you believe that, well, that it's going to happen? I think, you know, in both your cases, there, there, there were books that, that uh, talked about great travels across Europe that were actually uh, reliable and you showed up where you were going. Mm. Well, I showed yeah. up where we were going. Yeah, well, yeah, you did. Yeah. I did. I've got to say, by the way, and we will come, folks, to the to the queen. It's, it's a difficult one for us to talk to in this show, because this show is about cheating Yeah, it's not, it's not that kind of show. It's not really that kind of show, but I mean... Say, you know what, save it, save it till after we do the little break thing, because I've got another I've got another uh, tearjerker story. Yeah, so, well, sa- sa- yeah, safe to say, go. I mean, you can imagine that myself and, and Peter, you know, good upstanding members of the, of the faith, were, you know, quite unhappy and sad about it i think uh all, all joke aside i was probably it hit me a lot harder than i thought it would uh in all honesty and it probably hit you quite out chain because you realized you know what a colossal cunt of it you your country had made since 17 <laughs> 1776 so, I, mean, so I, I, was, I, just, I just immediately popped on the naked gun and you know yeah 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 so uh it's 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 fair to say that that Ajax game seems like it was about six weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long it time ago. It, it, well, it, it, I, 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 I said I said something to David and Todd about uh, John Oliver on his show. Said that the, the nicest thing anyone had done for anything anyone ever was uh, uh, Elizabeth dying the week that Liz Truss became PM. But but I also think it it, it did Ross Wilson and Giovanni Van Bronckhorst a lot of favors too. Uh, yeah, we, we suddenly forgot about that. Yeah, it, it, well, we had some people, the argument, there's always going to be a counter-argument to everything these days. And, and people yeah. were saying, I saw people say, oh, you know, we, they, they should have played because it would have been a trick. No, we shouldn't have, right? No. no. I can, it's well, I, one I, I, day, it's one, yeah. or one weekend where we can make a little bit of a, a sacrifice and say, look, out of respect, this massive thing, that this massive industry has completely shut down. Was it really that? Difficult and for me, well, and, and also P- Peter didn't want to go to Patadri, so <laughs> well, I, I can vouch for 75% of police officers in the UK being in Edinburgh for the past three days, so um, it, it, it was not. Uh, it, it was not a false alarm in terms of they can't police it. Literally, police stations around the country emptied and everyone came to the capital. I do have a story, and, and again, we are like trying to cheer you up a little bit here, folks, so please, no, no disrespect intended, but I'm going to go off on a slightly different tangent. A story that my dad told me about uh, a royal occasion. Um, it was the wedding of Charles and Diana. Ill-fated, of course, but um, I would have been... Well, a... what, what happened? I didn't... Uh... Oh, the wedding went really well. <laughs> um, wedding was fine, but uh, well, my, I, my dad was, was telling me um, that he considered taking me and my sister to it. Uh, he was going to take the family down to London. I was four and my sister would be two. And he said, you know, just we thought it'd be nice, go away for the weekend. But he had a friend who was in uh, the police. He was actually a member of Special Branch. And my dad was telling him a few weeks before. Now, remember, this is, what, 1981, height of the Troubles. 
Uh, and my dad was having a beer with this guy one night after work. And he said, oh, I think they're taking Pauline's mom's name and, and the kids down to London for the wedding. And the guy looked at him and said, don't do it, Tommy. He's why not? He said, listen, we've been drafted down there as part of security and the instructions we've been given is lift everyone with a Northern Irish accent and we'll, si- and we'll sort out the prods from the Catholics later. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he goes, yeah. if you go down there, he said, don't worry, you'll get out that night. You know, we'll lift you and then said, you'll get out that night. But that, because of the height of the troubles, they decided that they would have a uh, a zero tolerance policy on anybody from from Northern Ireland or Ireland and sort it out later. So we didn't get to go to that, unfortunately. Peter, Peter did, did you make it down for any of it yesterday or have you just I, been stuck? I've kind of been in Edinburgh for the past three days, so we can yeah. come on to that. Uh, it's been, I'm still a bit shell-shocked, to be perfectly honest, because I've been part of greater things that... Um, I don't think it was really going to register for, for quite some time. But yeah, went down first on Saturday night and ended up sort of nine o'clock last night, being able to get past the coffin, having queued for five hours. So, uh, and everything in between. Um, it's been a bizarre, as I say, that last Wednesday seems to be light years ago. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't, you know, once you heard about it, it was. There was a great line um, Martin told me about something Simon Shama said about the death of Churchill. He said um, it was the passing of a certainty of what it meant to be British. And that's what this has felt like. You know, it's felt like that. Well, I mean, it has been all our lives, you know, and it's been this big thing. And if you're part of, you know, the community that Peter and I especially come from, then it, you know, she has always been a massive figurehead, not specifically the royal fat, her you know, the presence of the Queen. Um, and of course, you know, my wife was sitting watching the coverage non-stop. So she's been in floods of tears for the last, you know, week, basically. So I, it's, it's been a, a pretty strange time. And, and as, as Peter said, I can't believe it was only Thursday that I was travelling back from from Holland. Um, uh, and, oh, and by the way, just to like change the subject, um, Ajax are a first-class football club. They're very, very difficult to dislike. Uh, every <laughs> everything about them, the way that the stadium, the way they run it, the way they play football, the fact that they've got Calvin Bassey, you know, all yeah. all things that, that they it, have, it's a, it's they almost love. like we could actually learn something from them. At, we could learn absolutely everything from them. Although yeah. the <laughs> one the one black mark against them from my trip, and look, I've got to say that you know I was obviously impressed and I was very well treated. Um, the stadium is wonderful. The 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 city is obviously great, but they don't have much in the way of tat in their in their club shop, and it seems That's to be an increasing thing. Yeah, well, it seems to be yeah. an increasing thing that you just can't get a, a rubber duck with a club badge on it for loving their money in the 21st century. And, uh, you know, I mean, because, you know, look, you can buy a top and that's great. And I'm sure that's where the money is for clubs. That's why they fill the club shops full of it, because the markup on football tops is absolutely outrageous. But, um, you know, where are all the... And it got me thinking about the biggest piece of Rangers-related tat that you've ever, ever got. And I think for me that the... The biggest I ever got was somebody gave me a gift once back in 2000, and it was Advocat flavoured shortbread. 
Nice. Now, I assume they meant the drink, but because surely only what Chick Young would know what, and Mrs. Advocate would know what Advocate flavoured <laughs> tr- truly was, you know. So uh, it was, it, it, but yeah, somebody gave me this and box of shortbread for New Year. I was like, fuck it, Jesus this. And it was an official Rangers product, Advocate flavoured. Uh, I've, 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 I've got mine. Peter, what, what do you got on your list of what the fuck? I, oh, th- th- there's been some outrageous tat. Outside, well, both both outside Ibrox and um, there used to be a loyalist store in Bangor Market, which had some <laughs> frankly wonderful things, which disappeared circa early nineties. Um, so yeah, we, we, we'll probably leave them there. Uh, <laughs> what, I, what I did see was we are to, uh, yesterday was twenty two years on the Sturmgratz game, yeah. um, being the five nil the first. First um, in the in, in the group stages at Ibrox, one from that one. There was a guy outside, um, and I, it, it was a drunk Dutch guy. We reckon, but six mm. foot five, honestly looked like could have could have leathered anybody. But he was looking for a spare for the home end, and people were like, "Okay, he's Austrian established." No, definitely Dutch. So we got him a a, a, a spare for the main stand. Fully expecting this guy could kick off at any time. When our third, fourth, and fifth goal went in, and basically the place was all over the place, this guy's just stood looking around him going, oh, my God. <laughs> 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 this is unbelievable. Um, I assume the rest, well, and uh, I mean, very much involved with Gio as well. And the, the next game was the Monaco game where Gio scores and we're, we're six points out of six. And it, okay, okay, it doesn't go to plan after that, but... Uh, yeah, that that Stone Gratz game lives long in the memory. Uh, I'm trying. Did, what was the account yesterday? Like, what team that was? It's like, no, we didn't win shit. What yeah, yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. It, it was the the Rangers review. Who are, who are you yes. know, nice, nice guys, but they're young, nice guys. Yeah. Right? So they yeah. posted that clip and they said, "Oh, what a team this was!" And I thought, "No, I'm not having that." No, on that, on that night. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I said, uh, <laughs> "Well, what a team." except that we completely surrendered in the league. We didn't get through that group. Um, we were out of both cups early and the season was over by the start of March, despite a spend I, I, of about three and a, three and a quarter trillion dollars that summer. I, th- I think the problem is that's one of the last times we wore kits for two years. And yeah, if you think about the first year we had that shirt, it was awesome. Yeah. The second year, not, not so good. Much. <laughs> I, I, I think... Uh, I, I, my best one is some unofficial tat, and it came up this week because I was cleaning out the closet, and I find I, I've been looking for this thing forever, and I really don't know why because I still don't know what the hell to do with it. But a buddy of mine came back from over there one time with a, <laughs> it's it appears to be a watercolor or pastel drawing, uh, you know, like when when you get the photograph of Ibrox from above and in front of the main stand. Right, and it's kind of looking over into the pitch, but then you can see, you know, the, yes. the bar and everything. Um, so it's that on a uh, shower curtain. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> so nice. I, I, mean, I rock shower curtain, and it does. It, you can clearly make out it is still eighteen seventy three on the, ah, uh, on the right. garden you stand there. You can't have, no, I, would... I mean, you can't have that up, but yeah, no, I, 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 I honestly, I still, 
I, there, there's a wall in the garage that I think it, it would be perfect for. And that's, you know, because you, when, when you're down there, you're playing bags or got the grill out or whatever. It's That's that's a nice accoutrement to, to the setting, I think. Mm. That works. No, I, I would I would definitely... Um, I would definitely be into. See, I, I'm a collector of, of rubbish. Um, of, of football, I'll, I'll, I'll trade you the shower curtain for another kit. How's that? Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. I've got you know fucking loads and loads of kits, and I picked up a kit when I was over there. I got uh, in the Ajax store. I got like a uh, a goalkeeper top. For, must be last seasons for thirty euros. So you know that goes into the into the collection. But yeah, I, I give give me some. Some some shit, folks. Give me some absolute football <laughs> crap. That. But at what that, age, that, David? At, at at what age should you grow out of Rangers soft furnishings like duvet covers and curtains and, well, and, and what I, have you? I, or I is there theory, an age? Well, yes, I have a theory about this. Right, I um, growing up the little boy, right, and had posters of Rangers players on my wall and Rangers news wore all the stuff uh, as one does had the bed spread had a, a headboard yeah, uh, for my bed all of that kind of stuff Rangers <laughs> alarm clock you name it uh, I had it all right and then I remember turning about 14 when I was 14 I suddenly got into well drugs and uh, <laughs> uh, music and poetry and all that sort of stuff and at that age I thought it's time to leave behind these childish things, right? And you stop. <laughs> now look you, at you. You stop doing it. <laughs> exactly. I think that we have this brief interregnum of being about fourteen to about twenty-eight, right? Where you are deciding to be an adult, and you go, "No, I have to go." Like, I wouldn't wear colours to the game, and I was all very, you know, deeply mature and whatnot. And then you get kind of get. I think when you turn thirty, in particular, you go, "You fuck it." I want to own a Rangers shower curtain, right? Fuck it, I want to own a lightsaber, right? You know, and and you just go back to it, and that's exactly what I've done, and that's but you know, you you guys know me, I'll just any old shite the amount of crap and toys I buy, but it, it, I do, I think that the way round this is to do what a lot of adult males do, which is to then get married have a family and then you're sort of forced into being a growing up well i don't have that i'm married but uh i don't have i don't have kids well i've got a stepdaughter who's come away with a classic this week by the way um she returned from months away fuck knows where this time mexico or portugal or somewhere right so she <laughs> so she arrived and on saturday night about midnight the phone goes because she hasn't came straight here she's went out with her pals and uh she phones and says Oh, you're not going to believe this. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's always a, a people will know this from their their kids. Any story that begins with you're not Man. going to believe this. Man. Yeah, Shane, Shane, you know, you know, right? You know. Man. Um, well, uh, I've disappeared for a spell. So yes, that's... It, it just it filled my heart with worry. And uh, she, I said, "What is it, darling?" She goes, "Right, my fridge freezer." Something's happened and it's gone off while I've been away. Now, the question, of course, is why the fuck did you not empty it and leave it on in the first place when you were going to be away for four months? But, but okay. And uh, she said, and I had five pounds of raw dog food frozen in it. 
Now, any of you who have ever fed your dog raw dog food will know that it is fucking vile. Like, I will not no, feed I it mean, to my it's, dog. It's, it's like rancid mincemeat. Basically, yeah. Fresh. With like, blood. You yeah. know, so, so she said, and it's leaked out, and all the blood and stuff has leaked out onto the floor, and there's now maggots and flies. Oh, and, oh. and I said, right, well, you'll need to come down here. You can't stay there, obviously, and we'll need to get in like a pet. Uh, you got a rent-a-kill style thing to, to clean it and deal with it. She's like, right. Yeah. So it's past the last train. So she jumps in a taxi, which I have to pay because I've not got any UK money on me. Well, of course you don't. <laughs> so she jumps in a taxi from Glasgow to here, which at that time of night was about 80 quid. Uh, and she comes in and she's like, I feel really gross. Can I go for a, a, a bath? And I said, well because we've got this mad old house. I was like, yes, you can have a bath, but it takes half an hour to fill it um, properly. The big, deep, kind of Victorian thing. Uh, I was like, Why not just have a shower? I really like a bath. Could you run it for me while I go and talk to my mum? I'm like, for fuck's sake, this is now like half one <laughs> in the morning. And I'm standing over this back of, fuck it. You know, like the, the mumbling. service here. <laughs> ah, yeah, you know the mumbling that you do? And, and all parents will know that. You fucking kids with yeah, bastards. Fuck. Just turn up here at half one in the fucking morning. And I'm running a bath. Did she think I am? Some fucking jeans. <laughs> bastard. And, and it was basically that. So eventually she has her bath, goes to her bed. And I'm sitting there at half two now, really angry and unable to sleep, right? You know, really fucked <laughs> up. I was like, oh, God, I don't miss this from when she lived with us. I don't miss this at all. God. I forgot Can you we imagine that as a job, going into dealing with that? Five pounds oh, of God. Fuck that. No. I, you know, I... I um, fuck. One time... It was, it was, it was somewhere in Tennessee... But I came home one day and, you know, like, I, I don't, just all of a sudden you notice it. You know, I'm sure the smell had been building, but when it's gradual, <laughs> you, you don't take notice. But I'd been gone. I think I've been at the office for like 12 or 15 hours or something. You know, it was a long day. I came home and, what in the fuck is that? I'm looking around, looking. It was like something, there's something dead somewhere, you know. <laughs> Couldn't find it. There's some flies buzzing around and everything. Can't find it, can't find it, can't find it. And after like a day or two, it kind of faded into the background, you know. All right. Or, or or else you just adjust to whatever the smell was. And I think it was probably the latter because about two months later, as I was doing like a really deep clean in the in the uh, the, the kitchen, I went to uh, you know I moved the fridge to like vacuum behind it and whatnot. There was a well, it had been a Ziploc freezer bag filled with I don't know ground beef, maybe sausage. Mm-hmm. Who, who the fuck knows? Because at this point, it was a liquefied green substance that had been you know doing like turning into some kind of uh well chemical that would create a superhero or super villain depending upon the circumstances underneath my refrigerator for months at a time oh my god (laughs) and and once i saw it it suddenly stank again (laughs) because there's there's that that visual cue of oh man i know that thing smells (laughs) yes it does Yes, it does. It's just vile, isn't it? I mean, it is just absolutely disgusting. And, and as Pedro says, man, can you imagine being that guy that, that goes... I mean, they are professionals, thankfully. But, uh, 
If, if, if you own one of those companies and want to sponsor the show, please reach out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, we, we will tell a story like this every single fucking week, I promise. Uh, but I, the, the thing is as well, she's like, uh, to, to me and her mum the next morning, she's like, I don't suppose you guys could come up and help me clean all you suppose correctly. <laughs> there is no fucking chance. I, if there's one thing on this earth that God made that I'm not a fan of, it is the lowly maggot. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah. I fundamentally cannot handle that. Uh, so, no, I wasn't getting involved in that sort of unpleasantness. But, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, fact, uh, the, honest to God, I mean, the conversation, why didn't you unplug the freezer? Well, I didn't know it would break. And I, but I, I know that, but for fuck's sake. And, and I think I'm impractical, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, Jesus. The only summer job, and it would have been a hell of a lot cleaner than than, than that, but the only summer job I turned down uh, went to an agency uh, over in Northern Ireland in, in 95. Any any summer jobs going? Yep, there's one just in 7.50 an hour. Now, 7.50 an hour in 1995. Yeah. Yep, all over that. At the abattoir, mm, thinking, not so much. Uh, yeah, just couldn't, couldn't stomach it. I'm, I'm not a vegetarian, but I don't need to see... How it gets to the plate? No, God, no. The I no, <laughs> just <laughs> just good old fashioned no. I I I remember, Pete. You'll remember this place. Remember the legendary Canton Express. Oh um, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Socky Hall Street, absolute staple of any nineties and two thousands. Yep. Night out in Glasgow, right? You would head up there, work your way up Socky Hall Street, end up usually in the garage, and then into the canton after it, right? Many a night I spent in there pushing up stuff about a plate that I was, you know, when, when you've taken certain substances that eating isn't high on your agenda, but it kept, kept the night going. But if you went, if you used the bathroom in there, um, you had to pass the... Yeah. Yes, they had a room where they treated the meat, and Jesus Christ, would it make you vegetarian in a fucking heartbeat as you walked by it? How that place ever passed a safety check, I have no idea. And why did we keep going back to it after we'd seen it? But uh, yeah. well, I, I mean, from from Brunswick Cellars the whole way down that bit of Socky Hall Street, it's such a shame now that it's in such a mess, but. That was always a prime spot for for, for for spying a Rangers player or two of a Saturday night as well. Yeah, Bill Victoria's was there. Of course, down the other side, yeah. Uh, Victoria's yeah. was there, so you're absolutely right. You would see a Rangers player there. Um, Sucky Hill Street was so weirdly put together because at the top of it, you know, you had the old man's pub, you had louders and places like that. You walk up a wee bit, you had your footballer and sort of uh, shiny, you know, like uh, people that were wearing like Moschino and Dolce and Gabbana clothes would be in the middle of it. Uh, then you would have up the top end the kind of shaggy indie kid area. So it was yeah. like a gathering of the tribes <laughs> every Saturday night on it. All the three different groups of people. But you're right, I mean, the whole street is just a, a mess, uh, unfortunately. Should we do the right you know, Let's go. I, I wanted to talk one one Rangers thing because I saw Nicola Cadiz. Oh, why? Uh, why? Oh, I'm I'm sorry. It's true. But yeah. I saw I saw his interview and he said something about um the the way that Geo plays and wanting defenders to you know what what was this thing that we can't all be Virgil Van Dyke or something to that effect. Mm. I don't understand. Okay, one look again. All the best in your career. Okay. Two, if that's what Geo is teaching them in training, 
Why is it Goldson and Sands between them have played one forward pass the entire season? I haven't seen either of them try to break a line once. It is so fucking disgusting watching because they can both pass. We've both seen them do it quite effectively. Why? What? what, I mean, like we saw it toward the end of the Ajax game. Kamar had the overlap from King on the right. And instead of. Did you know that fucking drove Fuck me nuts. I was in the press box, right? And, uh, you know, when you're away from home in Europe, especially, I try to kind of behave, right? And, and I, yeah. lost it. I lost that wee bit at the end of Eindhoven. I figured, well, I'm no likely to be back here, am I? So fuck it. <laughs> um, it went a wee bit mad. But that was the one point, as disappointing as that game was, where I just got out my seat, what the fuck are you doing? Um, and frustration slightly boiled over at that point. Yeah, it, it's it's so bad. Look, I, I tend not to get annoyed at when managers have their own preferences because at the end of the day, it's, they'll stand or fall by it, won't they? And, you know, they'll either succeed or they'll fail and they'll leave. So I think you need to let a manager... Manage. I the thing I agreed with in Katic's statement was when he said, "Well, look, you know, maybe I'm not the best passer in the world, but I'm good at heading the ball away. And if you look at the amount of goals they're losing that way, then maybe that would have been useful. And it and it is true that when you're not doing it, you've got to find a few workarounds, haven't you? You've got to go right, lads. See temporarily for the next few weeks while we're working on this and say, we'll have a guy on each put, you know, we'll go ultra defensive at corners. We'll, we'll fill the ball. Oh, yeah. What, what, we'll mark someone on corners. Can we, that do, would be an idea. Yeah. You know, try just, that? you know, for the next few weeks, like Connor, your job is to go and head the ball away as it's coming in rather than in a zone, <laughs> you know, just, just but no, seriously, like just to say what we're trying isn't working right now for whatever reason, maybe it's personal. I don't know, but we need to do something in the short term. And I think you've got a, it's all right having your ideals about how you want to play, but you've surely got to go, hmm, this isn't quite working, let's try this. Because you would and, do it in another job, wouldn't you? And particularly given before, the, or, well, certainly before Lundstrom started to come through and play, um, we were lacking height in midfield and up front that could come back and defend for us. But now you've got Tillman, who can get way off the ground, Lundstrom is a big unit, he's quick, he's tall, um, and Cholak can come back as well. Not that I'm a fan of having a striker defending corners, but still... Well, he's, he's not going to lead a breakout anyway, so it doesn't, well, <laughs> you know... True, I mean, but yeah. it, it's it, it's just the whole 11 men in the box, no out ball, it comes back, etc. Yeah. Um, well, again, yeah. he's he's not an out ball, so yeah. it doesn't but, matter. But I, I know what you're saying, Pedro, but at the moment, the... It, there's no breakaway, and it comes straight back from kickoff because a corner mm. in air box feels like a fucking penalty right now. Yeah, but we've got the height, so you know something can be done, please. Because I mean, every corner now, it's like oh. it's, it's like a penalty corner in hockey. You're thinking yeah. that they've Tenor. actually got a really good chance of scoring here. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, and you're absolutely terrified. Well, well, I, said, I, said, I mean, with Ajax, we, we were lucky that they varied their deliveries. It was almost like, ah, fuck it. This, you know, let, let's try some different stuff. Because had they just kept laying in the same one at the top of the six-yard box over and over and over again, I mean, every single corner was a pretty clear chance. That was obvious. I mean, the, the very first one, which again, because Cholak's not an out ball, he gave away possession on a on a ball. Yeah, well, I think it came two two spots from a goal kick. And he went up for a header and just kind of dropped it in the middle of nowhere. 
And that was where they got the, the, the first corner from, which should have been a goal. Did we learn a lesson from that? No, because uh, the very next one, they, they ran the exact same set piece and scored from. It was, I mean, and that's like, it's the same things that the, the Belgians were running against. It was the same things that the PSV were running against us. It, like everybody's looked at this now and that's terrifying for the league because again, I mean, all of us have talked about this separately and now we're all here together. The only thing these teams try to do is hold on for one nil as long as they can and try to get a point. And mm-hmm. I, all, Jesus Christ, I mean, how much more of a playbook do you need against us right now? Mm-hmm. I uh, agree. Yeah. Scary. Yeah, I, I'm still, you know, David, I'm not asking you to like dig into your book of shit that you've heard while you're working, but the, the, the second the Tavernier came off, I mean, one, he's either struggling for fitness or he's just not fit. Which, again, I keep going back to, if we're going to talk about Morales' fitness, why aren't we talking about the captains? Um, he's way too heavy. He's much heavier than he was last season. He's definitely far heavier than he was during 55. Uh, but two, that didn't look like a fitness thing. That looked like a um, somebody had said something kind of a thing. And, again, if, if that's the case, I understand there's been other issues outside of the club in the past week. But... You know, we're still going. Nothing, nothing has fixed the problems of either he's not coaching or they don't give a shit about his coaching. And also the fact, you know, that we keep coming back to Ross Wilson just doesn't sign people that play. I mean, that's that's it. Yeah, um, I I absolutely agree that, uh, you know, if, if you've got 10 million quids worth of money sitting in the stand, that's not doing you much good, is it? No. No, and, and, and again, I mean, you know, me and Peter talked about this with, with Todd last week. I mean, we saw, look, Cholak, the Celtic and Ajax games look very, very similar um, in so much as there's no release valve from the back. Cholak is not that. Cholak can't play in those kind of games. Again, I think he could, he'll score 20, 25 goals for us in the league against Jobber teams. That's great because sometimes you just need a guy like that. But, I mean, the amount of possession that he lost in those two games and the amount of – because immediately, I mean, the, the second we lost it, especially, you know, the first half of both, we were fucked. And he's not an out ball. He, he can't – he doesn't do that. He doesn't relieve – he can't hold the ball up for a few seconds and let people get out of our fucking end. Uh, yeah. God damn, I'm, I really don't want to play them tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the manager set it up in a way where he's come out and said, yeah, we can't compete, hundreds of millions of pounds. I mean, even before the Ajax game, it was out and saying, mm, well, we might get a result. Yeah. That's, that's you know, we might we might do something that gets us a draw. It's like, yeah, you, I think even if you're feeling that privately, you need to come out and give it a bit more. We're going to get stuck in, see how we get through. Yeah, know. I mean, that's all we're going to get 100%. You know, all, all, every cliche, but every positive cliche, not effectively, we could drop 4 and L. We need hundreds of millions. We can't compete. So what about the next five games? You know? Well, yeah, I think uh, I think Zagreb did all right against Chelsea. You know, I think we did all right against a lot. There's a lot of teams in Champions League this year that we did just fine against last year. Yeah, well, the Dortmund so. is, is the example of that. It's like, yeah, you, you need to you look realistically if we were to play in a a 14 league with these teams all season, then we would finish last by some distance. But one-off occasions, you go and you, you know, you give it 
everything that you've got and you see how you come out of it and you might be able to to nick a result that we did that a lot in, in fact we didn't nick results last season we were better side in a lot of the matches against yeah. these these teams i mean we played red bull who've got you know more money than jesus right yeah. i mean they are the money coming out their arsehole and we we absolutely dominated them at Ibrox and thoroughly deserved the victory so uh, yeah like I, I, I get it and he's he's technically right uh, and I can hear all the all the the, the well he, he is well, I, that's I think, best kind I, I of think, right yeah but uh, like Peter I think me and you talked about this last week I, I, I believe we did I don't know but you know I, it's the thing of because of the lack of investment well and i think um you know we, we saw this maybe maybe with the the, the psv tie. i'm still not convinced that they thought you know the board had any vision of us getting through that tie and um which is disappointing but the the, the way that they went about conducting their business in the week after that hung geo out right because we're, we're not going to reinvest in the squad which you know you need at this level so either you succeed and we look like geniuses because um, look at Look at this manager that we hired who can do this on this fucking shoestring budget or you fail and we fire you and you're a scapegoat. And I feel bad for Gio in that regard, but also, you know, you can't shoot yourself in the fucking foot saying what he did at that press conference. I understand, you know, look, Gio's not great impressors anyway. Uh, English, not great language him speak to. Um, but you know, it's, you well, can't say that kind of shit right after you go out and take all this money off. You've got not, not only are you guys paying for tickets, but you've got people like me all over the fucking world to pay for our TV. It, God, you know how many streaming services I have to have to watch us right now, right? It, that's, it's not cheap to do this stuff. And for your manager to come out there immediately after the first champions league match in 12 years ago, eh, we can't do this. Well, well I, I'm, great. Look to, to to balance my earlier comment. Um, his uh, "I'm happy with the squad" comment. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't read a full stop after that because people no. use that as a stick to beat them with. Yes, I am happy with the current squad brackets, but God, we could have done with two or three bodies through the door this past week. Um, I think he has to give them the fill up the back end because look, we've been we've been to a European final not four months ago, um, but level up. Although, you know, PSV and Ajax, if you look at domestically where they were last season, they were very close. So, yeah, it didn't seem it in the park right enough, but we uh, we, we certainly got a lesson from what is the, the third-seeded team in the group. Can I give us one tiny piece of driftwood in the storm to look at? Yes, please. See? Please. <laughs> Did you see Liverpool try to defend against Napoli? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it was a novel approach to it. Um, I'll, I'll grant them. It was, you know, yeah, and you kind of expect that from us. You don't expect that from them. Uh, I mean, I, yeah. it, it was so poor that, I mean, they, they've got a right-back problem, and it doesn't look to be a fitness one. It looks to be a sparkled don't know what is going on problem or just i'm not going to de- defend at all very weird it's because teams of of you know it's difficult to get at liverpool but teams have figured that if you are going to be able to do it through the right back because he 
Yeah. He's not a good defender. He is well, absolutely, he's, he's, he's never home. I he mean, is that's... <laughs> sensational passer of the ball. I mean, really extraordinarily yeah. good passer of the ball. And Klopp has said long enough that, well, we'll put up with the fact that he's, you know, a wee bit weak defensively. But hey, listen, there's a, gen- there's a legit reason why Reese James gets picked for England. And I wouldn't disagree with it. You know, people... Alexander Arnold's much more spectacular and his output is is tremendous. But would the goals that Liverpool concede through that area be conceded if Reese James was there? No, <laughs> you know it, it just really is that simple. So uh, yeah, who knows? Anfield then five each. <laughs> First half. Look oh. forward to it. Uh, we, 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 it would have been nice if they were the match this week. You no, know, I mean, they're, 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 oh, come on. They're, they're, there's, there's two clubs in Britain that really deserve it this week. Yeah, so. Mohamed Salah turning up is exactly what I want tomorrow night. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, who's that fantastic boy they got from Porto? Diaz, yeah, great. Yeah, brilliant. Let's, let's have more uh, of that. No, um, I think let's just... Uh, Let's just get on with it, get through it. We've got Dundee yeah. United Saturday, and then thank mm. the Lord we've got a fortnight <laughs> off. Is, is it going to be Duncan Ferguson's Dundee United, or is Charlie I, Nicholas just drunk? Disappointingly, I don't think it is uh, going to be uh, Duncan Ferguson's Dundee United. Which would He be... seems quite perfectly happy being the assistant for whoever Everton hires at the time. No, no, he's, he's gone. He's left. <laughs> oh, uh, did, I didn't even know. Okay. Yeah, he's, he left yeah. in the summer. He's out there looking for, he wants his own job. Yeah. But I think, I think he could get an English championship side, so coming to Scotland. It's a nice story. There's a romance to it. There's a brilliant story. I urge you all to to read the book Looking for Duncan by Alan Petullo who was a, a journalist from up there who knew him you know right the sex kill some really amazing stories in it as you can imagine the Duncan Ferguson's career but possibly my favourite one is it was Jim McLean for it was he and <laughs> Jim was even back then even I mean this was like the late 80s early 90s that Duncan was so it was still you know that year, it was pre-Bosman and everything and Jim McLean who liked to give his lads uh, uh, the security of a 40 quid a week 18 year contract um, <laughs> and uh, he he was of the opinion that the youngsters at the club were basically unpaid labour right, so they, their job he would have been involved. a great Major League Baseball executive That's oh, he, he would. I mean he watched the pennies but, he, he, but you know the kids there, they would do their training in the morning and then in the afternoon they would clean the you know, clean the stadium and uh, various other tasks that needed done. So Duncan Ferguson had been in the first team and playing well and scoring goals, but McLean decided that he, he wanted to keep his feet in the ground. So he said to him, where are you going? He said, well, I'm going home. Training's finished. He said, no, no, you've still got your, your tasks. And he's like, but I'm in the first team now. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. You're still, you know, 17, 18. <laughs> you still need to do the same as the rest of the boys. So he's like, well, what am I doing? He says, right, you uh, and these other two youngsters, I need that wall painted. It needs a lick of paint. So go and get the paint for the, for the groundsman and go and do it. And three hours later, he is walking out of his office because he was the chairman as well as the manager at this point, John McLean. And he's walking to his car and he looks at his wall and it says on it, it hasn't been freshly painted apart from letters that say, Jim McLean is a fucking cunt. <laughs> 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 oh, what happened next? 
I would, I would, I would have paid paid money to to be in that meeting afterwards. But how, what, what spectacular! Talk about! I'm not going to just you know set fire to myself here. I'm going to cover myself in C4 explosives before I do. <laughs> Everything about that is perfect. Not doing it would have been cool. Writing something funny would have been better. But there's nowhere to go from. A fucking cunt. That's that is the that you've just gone straight to the nuclear option right there and then. All right, that's that's a good end of the first half of the show. Quick break, we're coming right back. All right, welcome back into the Crow Pod. As always, please scroll down, hit that Buy Me a Coffee link in the show notes. Help out the show. If you're listening on Heart and Hand, of course, you help them out by being a Patreon of, or sorry, a patron of their Patreon. One of these days, I'm going to get it right, David. You got to be yeah. a, a patron of Patreon. So with us, Buy Me a Coffee. It's down in the show notes or anywhere you find Crow Pod stuff. David, Patreon, patron of, fuck off. <laughs> Go to heartandhand.co.uk. Um, <laughs> Me and David did uh, we, we did episode eight of our uh, uh, Watergate series uh, yesterday. It's out now wherever you get the shows. Um, and then I wrote something last night. You can find it on my Twitter again. It's at the Buy Me a Coffee page. It's about we're trying to solicit. You know, if you guys have questions or, or something that you feel like we've left unanswered or something you want some more clarity on, there's a way you can basically just pull it up. You hit a button. You leave us a, a voicemail, a voice message, basically that we're going to use for, for a later show in the series. So check that out. Uh, of course, uh, the, we want to give a shout out to the Erskine Appeal and, of course, the Beats and Cancer Charities, the Sons of Truth Youth Teams, Recovery and Repair in East Kilbride. And I got to give a – all right, here, here's the, the list of people who signed up for new memberships on the Crow Pod since last week. So we got uh, David, Fraser, Gary, Neil, Jack, Jordan, uh, more David. There's another, <laughs> another David. Uh, Mike, Stephen, Gordon, and Graham. So thank you all for signing up. And – I will, by the end of the show, I said I was going to pick a winner for some stuff for last week, so I will give you the name at the end of the show. I'm going to make you wait for it. See, that's how we build suspense. That's that's professional work right there. I had this story, which I thought was really cool, and it came up right before uh, we started recording this morning. And it's out of, well, it's, it's from the, the Illinois Associated Press desk here. It's a sailor killed at Pearl Harbor to be laid to rest at last. And it's a... Um, Bert Jacobson, who's from, well, he was from Grays Lake, which is uh, the suburb, a little bit east of here. It's a, a far northwest suburb of Chicago. He's 21 years old, uh, and he was killed on the USS Oklahoma, which, uh, it, it, for people who don't know as much about Pearl Harbor, was the, well, it was basically parked in front of the Maryland, which is the ship that the Japanese really wanted to hit because it had been the, the flagship of the Pacific Fleet since, I don't know, the 20s. Um Sadly, the Oklahoma was parked in front of it and got hit not by one, two, three, four, five, but nine torpedoes, killing about 400 uh, uh, servicemen on board. And, and a lot of them, of course, they, they weren't able to identify for years, but through uh, DNA and whatever else, they had this Project Oklahoma uh, where they kept trying to work to identify these people. And it's it, there's such a sad note in here about his mom. 
you know, every year on December 7th, sitting there like, you know, they still don't know where my son actually, you know, he's buried in this mass grave. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, they, they call it the punch bowl out there in Honolulu. Um, but they were finally able to ID him and he's getting a proper burial in Arlington Cemetery in, in Washington, D.C. And if I just it's really I don't know, you know, you see a lot of the stuff with DNA evidence now that usually has to do with uh, we found the guy who horribly brutalized and murdered these children 40 years ago. And he's been dead for 20 years, so we can't do anything about it. But at least we know who it was. But you get a story like this. that's actually quite nice. I it, it was a cool one to read on a on a Tuesday morning as I got ready to talk about whatever the fuck it is that we do here. So. <laughs> it is. It's it's fitting. I know we are through all the 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 haze of Crowpod. We are history buffs, fans, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um. Certainly for me, the past three it, again, it's only three days. Seems like a lifetime. Have been fairly bizarre. Um. You, you almost wonder should you have seen well the penny possibly should have dropped when you had an ex PM and the new PM going up to Balmoral to see the Queen last Tuesday. You know, that does now suggest there was or it, it, it certainly suggests she was in health that she was not able to travel. So but certainly was it when a Thursday afternoon just comes a complete shock. Um Thursday, Thursday then, afternoon, Thursday, yeah, because I was traveling yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, and I think w- w- was it the Wednesday or Thursday where the the the, the Queen's doctor said, "Look, the, the, there was big concern." Just, um, I mean, well, it was Thursday. I woke up Thursday morning, and that was right when that had come out. Because, right. yeah. well, in yeah. the second the second that they said that, well, she's. I mean, you know, they they say that and they say the family's coming. It's like, all right, she she's either already dead or she's about to be dead. Like, because yeah. they yeah. just don't make those kind of statements ever. No, 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 and. Um, for me to be, I'm I'm about sort of ten miles away from Edinburgh here. For me to be so close to what then suddenly becomes the epicenter of everything for for three days was quite weird. So Saturday took a trip down to Holyrood, um, which is the ancient palace right at the foot of the Royal Mile. The geography down there is interesting. Um, the centre of Edinburgh up at the castle, right down to Holyrood, it, it, you know, it it really is a big steep drop. Behind it, you've got Arthur's Seat and Salisbury Crags, big ancient volcanic rock. Right across, literally 100 feet away from Holyrood Palace is where Scottish Parliament is built. And then across the road again, you've got some totally ordinary sort of housing and flats. So that kind of square half mile at, at, at the foot of the Royal Mile is a fairly extraordinary place at the best of times. Saturday evening, um, you could begin to see all the rigging going up, all the outside broadcast from everywhere. I mean, all all countries involved. Um, and you could see people beginning to lay flowers and, and, and coming through. Sunday, I went back in. Midday was the proclamation. Again, a very grand ceremony, which announced the death of the, the Queen and the uh, proclamation of Charles III. Um, 4 p.m. on Sunday afternoon, the cortege traveled, well, started in the morning at Balmoral, came through Aberdeen, Dundee, Perth. Um, I mean, the whole way down the M90, cars were stopped at the side of the road. People were on the road in fields. It was just, it was amazing. And well, we I saw thought, like the, the, the tractor guard of honor. That yeah, was really cool, yeah, yeah. even. Like, yeah. um, and, and the whole way down that part of rural Perth, you're on Fife, you know, 
cars were stopped everywhere all over this motorway and, and just people had got out. So we saw the cortege pass about 4 p.m. Uh, on the, 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 the west end of Edinburgh, really. We're back in yesterday, again went to the foot at Holyrood to see the procession come out with uh, Charles and, and um, Princess Anne and, and, and the others behind it. Now, that walk up the Royal Mile is, is no mean feat. And when you're 73, you know, behind that cortege, it, it, it was something else. Edinburgh was utterly thronged with people yesterday. I mean, there must have been... The, 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 there must have been a couple of hundred thousand in 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 and around the centre and the Royal Mile, um, and then started queuing at four yesterday afternoon to finally get into St Giles at nine last night um, to go past the coffin. And yeah, I think shell shock was the word I used, and I, I'll stand by that because I I, I kind of know I kind of know what's happened and I know what, where I've been, but it will be years I think before you sort of sit and take stock of it. Just little things for me, like, uh, and they, they sound silly, and, and I accept they probably are silly, but, you know, when you're emotional, I don't think you can control it. And I was just sitting thinking, you know, at Ibrox, we'll, we'll sing God Save the King. We've never done that in my lifetime. My lifetime. Yeah. My da- we've never done it in my dad's lifetime. You know, it it, it, it just, it, it was such a, it was such a certainty. It was such a, a, a fixture in an, you know our ideas of of who we are and and what we represent and the the, the kind of it, it was just so strange and sad you know that that was the, the the overriding emotion and i know that you'll get cynical people who say things like oh if you don't know somebody who how can you grieve for them I, well i've always thought it was a little silly because anyone who's had a a hero that passed away, you know, be it a musician or a footballer or a politician, then you feel like you know them. That's that's the thing. And they represent something to you. And other people don't get to police your emotions. <laughs> they don't get to tell you how you should and you shouldn't feel. Um, and I think that what we've seen in Scotland the last few days, because, you know, sometimes I can be a bit down on Scotland, because sometimes it can be a bit depressing because we have a very um, noisy minority of at times quite unpleasant people and they they are you know very prominent in the media they're very prominent online and as i say they make a lot of noise and then the scenes that peter are describing that have been replicated all throughout the country just this quiet decency and respect and you realize that oh hang on a minute here this is who we are you know this is this country it's not these these attention seekers and idiots and and there was something there's something about britain that when there are events like this that we do have this amazing side that we kind of put forward and and we just click into it automatically which is something to be to be proud of but it was just a just sad you know just just a really sad period and and as as pedro says it's not gonna sink in for it because there'll be little things like i said the, the king's message at christmas you know the king's speech it's just little things like that i thought wow these i'm 45 and this is totally alien to me it's david it's everything you were kind of brought up with and everything that's kind of been handed down and certainly it was thinking on the people who are no longer with me and in, in the family but you know i uh bless her i i i had a great aunt who lived up in castle dawson in mid-ulster 
Um, and she always had corgis, and she had corgis because the queen had corgis. <laughs> and I was thinking around the family that, um, you know, my mum, uh, who's not doesn't keep particularly well, but she she remembers seeing the coronation when when she was a very small girl. My granny was a, a you know pretty big royalist, and you begin to realise actually the females in the family, what a thing in 1952 for for, uh, and again. You look at the lineage as as it will come now. The chances of there being a, a, a queen in the near future are fairly fairly yeah. slim. But just a, a a complete figurehead. And we go back. We've 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 talked in this program before about being given any responsibility at any age. But that sort of responsibility oh, at twenty five, yeah. you know, with 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 the world as it was, with the empire as it had, you know, you you, you had the likes of um, uh, India just gained independence. Everything was changing, um, and you know, you think of what you've seen. All the sort of stats get ruled out. You know, uh, is it fifteen PMs, thirteen presidents, um, and you kind of wonder that wisdom, that knowledge, uh, and Luke Charles is at a very long, long apprenticeship as well. There'll be <laughs> the, the longest be apprenticeship. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the the the, the scale the. Another thing to drive at home was Charles the Third. You think, well, Charles the yeah. First, Charles the Second. That, that's <laughs> <laughs> wow. Was it? Was, was it? Was it yeah. Ch- Ch- Charles the Third was the pretender one, right? Originally, yeah, there was a yeah. there was a pretender. Yeah. But um, the, yeah. the, something that Shane said as well that I think was was definitely in my thoughts, and I know speaking to to a few people that they were the same as you mentioned there when the family got called and. I don't care if you are royalty or you are a multi-billionaire or you are whatever, you know, or you're just like us. We've all been in that situation. We've all had that phone call and we all have to arrive at the hospital generally or or the house or whatever. Um, And it brings all that back to you, you know, your own personal memories of that. And again, to touch on what Peter said, the people that we've lost in our lives and the people that we care about. And um, I think that that was a big thing for me because, you know, it, it brought me back to the times where I've been, you know, had the phone call and your world just collapses briefly and, and you need to go and then you need to go through the next week. So all of that, I think, was swirling around. And like I say, though, it's 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 been a very sad situation, very sombre, correctly. And I think that, you know, I, I think that the vast majority of people have have certainly represented themselves with a great deal of pride and dignity. I, I th- you know, I think there's something to learn from this. Look, we, we can all laugh at Nicola having to sit there and sing, you know, God Save the King and sign the paper and all this stuff in front of Charles. But she she went out and she did her, she did what she's supposed to do as a fucking adult. Right. As opposed to that feckless prick Harvey yesterday who decided to, to use it as a, as a political speech. Mm. Um, I, I don't. You can have resentment toward the monarchy, toward the fuck, toward Elizabeth. It doesn't matter how whoever the fuck it is. But somebody's died. Right. Yeah. I, and I, I grew up. Look, I grew up. If you were in your fucking car and you saw a funeral going past, you pulled over to the side of the road and got out of your car. If you're wearing a ball cap, you took it off. You know, you showed people fucking respect because that's the respect that you would expect for the people in your life or for yourself or whatever it is. And it's not 
I mean, we talk about this shit all the time on here. We talk about it on Bird App. It costs nothing to shut the fuck up sometimes. Correct. That's it. Just you know, don't, uh, just don't do it. Yeah. E- even even the guy yesterday. Look, I get look, fine, great. You're yelling at Prince Andrew, who yeah, he's a pedophile, right? I mean, that's that's fine. Not the place, man. No, it's, it's just not. No, no, no. no. Well, when he's it's not. Well. No, it, and this is the thing. There's this debate about oh, free speech. Um, you do free speech, you were able to go and make your protest. Now you are getting the consequences of your own yeah. actions, and we know that people don't like those. And the consequences of your actions was you put yourself in a situation deliberately because you wanted attention, where you could have started trouble, and you could have had the living shit kicked out of you. And if yeah. you had, you would have then complained about the police allowing you to have the living oh, shit. The, 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 leopard, the leopard chewing face off party are out there complaining about the fact that the cops didn't do anything. That, you know, uh, why didn't they arrest this guy? I well, would, yeah. Like he's, I would, uh, he's lucky the cop was there to pull him fucking out of that. Basically, I mean, yeah, that's, that's it. You know, if I had, if I turned up at a funeral or a somber occasion, um, and started shouting at the body, uh, I would expect to be beaten up and arrested. Uh, so I don't see why it should be any different. But again, it just comes down to this, this self-regard of my thing is the most important, and my decision must be respected by everyone and it's a case of see sometimes things happen in the world you might not agree with fuck up and get on with it right how much does it affect you to just let people mourn do what they want to do it's a few days of your life and you can grumble to your pals about it all you want but if you then take the decision that i'm going to go and try and interrupt this and i'm going to go and shout abuse at people um then for me it's the consequences of your own actions and i don't have any sympathy respect is earned and it, yeah. it, 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 it was everything, you know, um, no dignity there, no tolerance there. Everything they perhaps pretend they can preach, um, you need to you need to practice what you preach. Well, and, and you know, I mean, for, for some of these people, too, especially the stuff, well, the, the anti-free speech measures that, that a certain political party has tried to espouse over the past 10 or 15 years. And now you say, oh, my God, this is what happens. Look, there you go, you know. And again, look, and I don't even want to talk about that because this is, again, this is not a time to grandstand on political issues or anything like that. So this is a, a, it's a fucking funeral. Yeah. Right. Just, just shut the fuck. It, again, it costs nothing to shut the fuck up for five minutes. Right. It, it, it doesn't, again, it doesn't change your views on anything or your long-term goals or aspirations politically or whatever the fuck it might be. Shut up. It just uh, some common deeds. If that was your fucking mom or your grand. And someone showed up at her funeral doing that. Oh, what what yeah. the hell would you do? You know, I would I would do time. Yeah, is what, is what I would end yeah. up doing. So, <laughs> well, five uh, to seven uh, years, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yes, I absolutely agree. The guy in the video, uh, or one of the members in the public, bless him, who um, helped remove the gentleman. Um, you can see him thinking about that. He's like, right, I've got. I'm on video and I've got a copper right in front of me <laughs> and he no. doesn't, but all you can see. And he's, well, he's, he, he gives that last shove of, I, <laughs> he's I, like, yeah, I, I, I just <laughs> wish the policeman had said, hang on a minute, sir, you wait there, you wait there. Everybody who's got a phone, right. If you put them all away, right, mate, on you go. That would have been that, but like, no. So I fuck them. Fuck it. Uh, we, I think we've, we've, uh, I think, like at the end of the day, there's no right, no, uh, there's no right thing we can say on here this week. No, just, I, no, I mean, there's, there's no right in some but, people. Yeah. 
know. We go back and like, the both BBC and STV have been at it in terms of um, stirring the pot um, at a time when they should not have been. Um, but they they may learn respect and dignity in in in, in a way that they they, they haven't put forward. Um, I think let them get on with it. It feels very much as terms of Scotland's kind of uh, Scotland's had a bit in the limelight, and you can only see what's going to happen in London over the next week. That it, it's it's going to be fairly well. It's going to be very significant indeed. So. Well, I, I think, too, and I brought this up on Twitter, I think politically going forward, there may be a little bit of eye-opening for some of these people because, you know, the, the Elizabeth, I, the, the way she went about her function, you know, the, the, the advise consent or, or whatever you yeah. guys call it, um, it was very quiet. And you never really knew her political positions on, on nearly anything. Whereas Charles has had a whole career of being out in front on a lot of a lot of issues. Um, and I think that that advisement role to policy might come more into play. And I think that there's some people who, you know, their anti-monarchy stances, might, I, I just, I think they're going to be in for some kind of awakening here in terms of how Charles is going to do this kind of stuff. Um, because there's a lot of their stated political goals that he's in line with. And mm. what are you going to do now? You know, I mean, you have the most visible person in the body politic of your country out in front on this stuff. Like I said, he has been for decades. And now what, what are you going to say? Well, we shouldn't have him there, e- even well, though he could get us to the point where we want to be politically. We shouldn't have him. That You're not going to do that. I mean, yep. they might actually find he's a very useful um, ally yeah. in terms of environmental stuff. Uh, yeah. because Housing. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's, I mean, Truss having come in in a week has rolled back in some of the green stuff under the guise of the energy crisis. Um, so there, there's immediate loggerheads. Um, but it's leadership, and as you say, um, you, you can talk. It's it's that no system's perfect. Of course, it's not. Constitutional monarchy is not perfect. Um, there were many things you would look back and think could have been done better, could have been changed. But ultimately, did Queen Elizabeth's leadership mean that UK PMs and indeed other world leaders make better decisions? And I think on balance, you've got to come to the conclusion that that, that's the case. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh... We only got one question this week. It was from uh, GWiz1889 who asked, King or no king? And I assume he means Leon, and I think we're all in the pro-Leon King camp. I can't imagine who else he would be talking about there. That I really... Well, I, I think <laughs> the, the last 10 minutes is something. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with Charles, because, again, yeah. I can't think of another king that a Probably. Rangers fan would want to be talking about right now. Uh, so, given yeah. given our, yeah. our position, I think we're pretty pro, <laughs> I think we're pretty pro uh, King Charles III. <laughs> yes. Do we see there being a second portrait going up in the dressing room? Uh, uh, well, probably, yeah. 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 Well, okay. the, yeah, well, there's already two. Isn't there one above the, yep, the entry two. exit door? So, I yeah, think, I mean, you, you would replace one of the one. I, I think what they might do, and I don't know this, it's just uh, I think what they might do is move the one from the dressing room of the Queen to the trophy room. Yeah. And put the put a new one of the King up there. 
definitely. Yeah. But it's it's a it's a tradition that's that's very much respected at Rangers, and it's one that will be continued definitely. Uh, like I said, scroll down hit the Buy Me a Coffee link. You might win some stuff from the famous, like Rob Erskine just did. So Rob, I'll get a hold of you. Uh, Rob signed up as a as a support. So th- there's two. You can either become a monthly thing, which is like a debit, or you can just hit the supporter link. Rob, Rob threw in just like a one time help us out kind of a thing. So Rob, I will reach out to you via email, and you just won some stuff from our friends over there at the famous. So there you go. Well done, Rob. Shit. Yeah, thank you. We are going to play. I dissent, and uh, for those who weren't here when we played this before, uh, and those of us who and those of us who can't remember, (laughs) yeah, yeah, and and those of us who take a lot of Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) painkillers, basically, we don't play this game exactly right, but it's pretty easy. I'm going to read off a position statement. I'm going to flip a coin here, and uh, whoever gets it's going to going to get to to make the call first. Um, you get, uh, I, I think it's a 30 second timer where right. you have to make, make a statement. So, uh, it, whoever goes first here, if you want to be in the affirmative, the other person, regardless of your own personal proclivities or whatever about this, you have to make the, the opposite argument. Whoever makes the right argument in my judgment wins. And I'm going to flip actually th- this is, you know, since we're speaking about generational things and whatnot here. One of the few things I keep, I keep my desk very clean. I'm not a cluttered he does. No, desk he's not. person. Um, but one of the few things that stays on is actually my great grandmother's. It's literally the last dollar that she had. It's a Eisenhower dollar oh, that's uh, cool. that stays. Yeah, stays on my desk. So since, since Peter's the Peter's only here for a few weeks, we're gonna let him call it. Peter heads or tails? Tails never fails. Fails its heads. David, I'm assuming you're going to want to go first. <laughs> sure, sure, I'll go first. Okay. Now, yeah. uh, I picked out uh, well, three, three, three very, very relatable, uh, not, not only in a Rangers context, but maybe in a Scottish uh, political context as well. No, so we're, really. we're, we're going we're to go with the first one here again. David, you got 30 seconds. You, you can either make the case for or against. Peter will have to do the opposite. The voting age should be lowered to 16. Oh, I'm definitely against this. The voting age should not be lowered to 16 because 16-year-olds are fucking idiots. Now, if you are a 16-year-old listening to this, I'm sorry, but you're a fucking idiot. All you are thinking about is your genitals and where to put them. You should not be allowed to vote. And if you are and you are interested in that, then you're Ross fucking Greer. And people like that should be shunned, right? People like that should be taken outside and, and, and beaten with wet haddocks. So, no, 16-year-olds are not mature enough to vote. And the argument, oh, they're allowed to smoke. Yes, they are, because we're weird, but they still shouldn't be allowed to fucking vote. Thank you. <laughs> David, David's all time. I'll tell you, P- Peter, since we don't play this by the rules anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you the option of either trying to argue against David's argument oh, or, trying to, against or trying, to, trying to better David's argument. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm, I'm 100% against David's argument. <laughs> all right, go, go ahead. 16, 16 to 18 year olds may be idiots, but 44 year olds are idiots. 70 year olds are idiots. <laughs> 44 year olds are idiots with lumbago and bad backs and no hair. Exactly. These little have got David, enough going for them. They are, <laughs> they are not the future. We went into a referendum saying, oh, 16 to 18 year olds won't know what to do. They voted no. We know we can trust them. <laughs> They're the future. If we have to. 
if we have to proceed with democracy and let people vote, why not let the youngsters get in amongst it? Nobody really gets older than from when they leave primary school. You can see it in every generation. It's all just little nitpicking, picking fights with each other. He said, she said, behind each other's backs, all the rest of it. So nobody really gets older after they leave primary school. 16 to 18 year olds, welcome. There we go. Uh you know, David, I hate to say this, but Peter's argument of 44-year-olds and 70-year-olds are also fucking idiots is, is pretty good. <laughs> it is, but I would still argue that I'm right because, look, you, the, the, see, young people, the, the future belongs to them. Today belongs to me, right? And I don't have enough going on in my life, frankly. They've got loads of that. They'll all be out this weekend up parks drinking, fingering each other. They don't need to be worried about... They don't need to be worried about, you know, fucking uh, politics. And like I say, you then got a generation of these little sort of button-downed arseholes who, you know, oh, well, actually, I think you'll find uh, the youth of today. And you're like, oh, fuck the youth of today. I, I just, I just, I don't like young people. I don't like people in general, but young people are like really shit adults. You get out of you. Should we not? <laughs> should, should we not be looking to reduce the franchise at this point rather than expand it? Uh, fascism comes it, to the crow pod. This is it, great. It, it, no, it's not fascism. It's just you, right, we've talked about how Rangers don't learn from their mistakes. Let's look around us. Oh, both of you, you, you in the US, us in Britain. Let's look around us and say, is democracy really that good? There's, 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 there's definitely a claim for a voting license, but again, it's it's it doesn't work out well. Trust me, you don't want to do that one either. Voting license and an internet usage license are two. Are two. Um, but then it goes back to my political party. When one day I get put in charge, my slogan will be, vote David, you'll only need to do it once. <laughs> All right, David, since it took you uh, six minutes instead of 30 seconds to make your point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna give that one to Peter. Peter, you, you get you get to go first on this one here. All right, that, that, okay. that we're we're, di- we're diving into the Rangers ones here. Okay. Oh, yeah. Must so we? You, you you get you get to make the uh, well again. I mean, th- these are just cards from the I descent card game, but but I think they're perfectly applicable in our our framework here. Peter, you get to make either the affirmative or the the negative argument. The '90s were better than the '80s. On you go. Is this from a Rangers point of view? Uh, you can do whatever the hell you want to. <laughs> I mean, from a Rangers point of view, from a life point of view, the 90s were better than the 80s. We managed to get through the 80s having just about survived the 70s. The 90s, music-wise, better than the 80s. Football-wise, Ibrox, better than the 80s by an absolute country mile. Uh, we eventually changed governments. We we got to a place where you, you, you could fly planes cheaply, you get EasyJet, you get you Ryanair coming in, you could begin to go places you'd never been before, uh, and mobile phones got smaller, so it was easier to carry around. You could talk to people, uh, I'm, I'm 100% behind the 90s being better than the 80s. He, he, didn't, he didn't need to take the whole 30 seconds. All right, David, you, you've had you, you've had this time to prepare now, and I know, I know this one's a tough one, but... Mm. Uh, David, you, the 90s were better than the 80s. You've, you've got to make the, the negative argument here. Yeah, well, I mean, 
personally, they were much better for me because I was older. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Why were the 80s better? Uh, Eddie Murphy was still funny. Um, you Bell. had... Bill yeah. Cosby was still funny. I mean. Bill Cosby was still um, legal. Uh, you, you had uh, Sports Scene and Scott Sport, and you had Arthur Montford and Doogie Donnelly and Archie McPherson, so that was good. Uh, you had Scotch and Rye on the telly every every New Year, which was wonderful. Um, you could sing songs at the football. You're not allowed to sing anymore. Uh, people, people within Scottish football knew the rules back then which is, you know, look what happened at the 86 Cup final when David Hay wore a big yellow jumper. Uh, no, uh, the 80, why was the 80s better than the 90s? Um, soon as arrived at Rangers. Oh, there you go. I, I was waiting for Davy Cooper, but but Soonest worked too. There, there, there were two two key words there. So, you know, David, I'm going <laughs> to... Look, the point of this game is how good of an argument you made. Uh Peter, you had a real easy shift there, so I'm I'm giving that one to David. So we've got <laughs> <laughs> we we've got the uh we, we got the final one here. Not now, David. Breaker. You you get to go first just by by benefit of winning the uh, by benefit of winning the coin toss here. So here we go. And again, look, I'm I'm t- I, I want the I want the Rangers centric answer on this one specifically. But fuck your life. I don't give a shit about anything else. I want you to convince me on a Rangers scale. That money can buy happiness. Well, of course it can. Um, do, who do you think's happier this week? Us or Paris Saint Germain fans? <laughs> right. You know, the, what was more fun back when we were Rangers and every summer we went out and spent the gross national product of a small nation and we were bringing in Argentinians and fucking Brazilians and guys you'd never heard of and we'd sell them a month later and buy somebody else. Right. What, what was better when we had so much hubris we had to get special hubris trousers built to contain all the hubris that we walked about uh, money maybe can't make you happy but it can fucking make you comfy while you're looking for what what does make you happy so no I am fundamentally of the belief that the Rangers point of view money could make me a hell of a lot happier <laughs> alright Peter this is it's this is your chance. You, you can come onto the show and say, because I, I think David won the first one of this between him and Todd, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, so. Pedro, you're going to have to go really hove this advert here. Aren't nah, you? You're going to have to go, go back to, you know, the, the days of yore. <laughs> Four <laughs> lads in a field, all that sort of stuff. All right, Dave. The, 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 the negative, the negative uh, the, the two, money can buy happiness. Go for it. Of course, money can't buy happiness. You see, David's just echoed what, what, what the SPL thought back in 2012. It's like Rangers with no money will disappear. They'll disintegrate. They'll never be seen again. Yes, we went and played a, a world tour in places like, you know, Peterhead, Elgin, Brecon, <laughs> Annan, Sterling, Albion. Were we happy? We were so happy. The bus was up and down. The, 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 the chat was great. Friendships reaffirmed, made for life. This is the reason we're here, Shane. You know, it was through those dark times with no money that we've built this up into something. And now we've got money, a, a bit of money. It, it, it's, yes, it makes things slightly better. But, yeah, take me back to Elgin and Annan any time. Can I just tell you why... Can I just tell you why, unfortunately, Shane, the, the, the truth about this one, the last two weeks, 
<laughs> right? See, that's that's like, I think Peter nailed it right there. Like it's not it's not fun right now. Are you out of your fucking mind? Uh, the, the, the other argument I would have accepted was Tori Andre Flow. Had, had uh, he just said that, that yeah, would have would have done it, right? There. Okay, yeah, we could have went through a lot. Actually, Tori Andre Flow, Daniel Prodan, <laughs> Seb Rosenthal, Michael Ball. Oh man, yeah, you know, Mel Sterland. We could have just went well, through well, an enormous well, list. We didn't have money, and we signed your own Rotan. We want to travel, right? I mean, so that's that's. that's the, wait, 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 when was the last time CTM cancelled a flight to Amman? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Although I've actually just I've actually just got the 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 CTM day trip plan for Liverpool, where they're going to fly us to Bournemouth and then buses up to <laughs> up, up to Anfield. Be a Stavanger, is that? How yeah. That um, can you imagine try? Or can you imagine CTM taking us a trip to I don't know, like Forest Mechanics? Now, right. So first of all, there's a boat to Orkney, but you need to provide your own oars, and then once you get to Orkney, you're going to stay there in a Druid's hut for three weeks before they'll be you'll be picked up in one of those planes that look as though they can be chucked from the island onto the mainland and then you have to get your own bus <laughs> literally you have to purchase the bus you, you have to buy a bus. Out of bus you have to buy a bus <laughs> peter wins thank you Thank you. Uh, that was. Uh, I'm sorry, David. That was, I, 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 I kind of played you into that one. No, he doesn't. You just, you just agreed with me. You just said that he was wrong, and then you just gave him the win. Yeah, it's still my show. I think he pointed that out right there. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. There's a Shields inquiry here. I'm standing here with a gold medal in my hand, and you've just went, oh, yeah, I know you got more points than him, but he's won. I, I, I think this is blatant pro-Irish bigotry. We we we've we've been here for ten years. We've been here for ten years. There is no sporting integrity. Think of it. <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's fair, right? Peter's got a tour of Japan. He needs to go on, so he gets the win. <laughs> oh man! All right, that'll that'll do it. Uh, let's see. I, I, Onion headline of the week. Are, are you ready for this one here? I, I found what? I found a good one. Uh, hold on, I, I lost my page. There we go. Um, what if Tucker Carlson wrong about more than just Russia? Oh, no, wait, 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 that's actually a headline from the Washington Post this morning. That's real. <laughs> that's fucking fuck me. The, well, the we, state of the media over here, man. We haven't actually mentioned this. I think we should because someone did ask us uh, to do. Um, I, I do like this one. Apple announces new iPhones will no longer be compatible with human hand. But uh, <laughs> someone asked us about the um, the great business plan of the lady at the chippy in Muir of Ord. Uh, oh, yeah. Jackie's there? Jackie. Yeah. The woman who has now replaced that woman who put the cat in the bin as Britain's <laughs> least popular female. Congratulations for taking the decision. Where you... What have we said on here, Shane? Since fucking day one. If you're going to do stupid shit, do not film yourself doing <laughs> stupid shit and post it for the world to see you doing stupid shit. Because if you do that, uh, then you will be kicked in the... Well, yeah, so, in so, someone will cave your fucking window in. Everybody will sit there and go, eh, fuck it. My, <laughs> my favourite quote of that was on the thread after she got her windows tanned is uh, someone had replied, oh, and by the way, I'm the local glazier in this area and I can assure you she's not getting her windows fixed. <laughs> 
Maybe she can call Trevor Sinclair. He's got some time off, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh no, it appears to be the consequences of my own actions again. <laughs> Hashtag mental health awareness. Of course. <laughs> Jesus fucking fuck him. Uh, like I said, check it out. Me and David did the uh, the new Watergate uh, yesterday. We're up to episode eight. We got a couple left. Again, if you're listening to this on Heart and Hand too, if you go down, I left a little thing in the comments there where you can go click and see how to do the questions for us and whatnot. So we we do want your input. Like, please, if you got questions, call and leave them. We're going to try to get through as many of them as we can on upcoming episodes. Uh, Peter will be back with us for a couple more weeks because Todd is well, he's suspended. That's uh, look, we're trying to cover for him. I'm, we're trying to say he's on this this tour of uh, Canada, but let's be, nobody goes on a fucking tour of Canada, you know? Come on. <laughs> Bullshit. Absolutely. Todd's suspended, all right? It's, uh, look, uh, we, and we don't want to go into details. We're still dealing with the Crowpod lawyers, but uh, for, for now, P- Peter's going to be coming back, but you can always find him on Twitter, at Seasider06. Thanks for coming back again, Peter. It's been two weeks in so, a row. It's like 2012 all over again. Jeez. It, it, it's slightly shorter programming, though. <laughs> Only just, only just. David, of course, find on everything heart and hand. Find him on Twitter, Ibrox Rocks. Thank you, David. Oh, pleasure. Absolute fun. And, uh, yeah, uh, me and Gary Havlin will be back at some point here for a Rangers history show. We've got some more stuff coming later this week. If you're going to the match on Wednesday, please be safe. Have fun. Fuck shit up. Let's, uh, let's, well, just pray. Just, just, just pray for Rangers. All right. <laughs> and pray for Crazy Daniel. That'll do it. We'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. Some people call me the space cowboy.